Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello there and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life, the podcast committed to helping you figure out, execute, implement, enjoy a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your divine gifts. Now, we had a big, long run of Keys to Power, 65 episodes, and that's finished. And then we've had a couple of really, three actually really good guests and more conversation after each one of them about what they talked about. Today, I, I titled this Why Write a Book? Now, I don't know if this is still true. I read somewhere, and I've read it several times, that in North America, at least, about 85% of adults think they should write a book. <clears throat> Maybe they've been told, oh, you should write a book. Lots of people have heard that. Lots of people have thought about it. And at least in the surveys that were conducted, 85% of adults feel like they would write a book or should write a book or could write a book. Less than 1% do. That's one out of 85 who thinks they ought to. Okay. So what is that? I mean, it used to be writing a book was an esoteric, difficult thing to do, or at least getting it published. I guess we'll never know how many people wrote books that never got published. I suspect that that number is quite high as well, especially if you include those that started, got halfway through, you know, worked on a book, maybe never finished it, but quote, started writing a book, then the number goes way, way, way up. I hear that a lot. As a coach, I hear people talk about, well, you know, I'm writing a book, or I'm thinking about writing a book, or I'm assembling material to write a book, or I've got a lot of these blogs and writings and articles, and I'm thinking about a book, you know, that kind of comment I hear all the time. So let's talk about writing a book, and I'm using writing a book as meaning exactly that, writing a book that you publish and hold in your hand. Here's a book. I'm also using it a little bit representatively in, in terms of something like creating a course or doing something that would be like a book. So any of those things. But why, why do that? Well, I want to talk about what it has to do with your ultimate life why it might be a good idea, <clears throat> and how things have changed so much uh, over, the, over the last 20, 30 years that make something that used to be difficult and daunting not, not so anymore. So one reason to write a book. I have three points today. One reason about writing a book is to organize your life. Uh, the second reason is getting in touch with who you are. And the third is to document your, uh, your journey. <clears throat> you might wonder what that means. But we'll get to all those things. So first, organizing your life. Well, life is never linear. You know, we have ups and downs. We have great periods and periods of struggle, periods of success, failure. Uh, this, you know, this 
two years here of COVID is going to be a, a hallmark in history for a long time. Uh, people already are calling it a you know, huge turning point for different reasons. One is the illness itself and the conspiracy folks are talking about loss of freedom and the forced behavior of this, that, and the other. And then we have wars on social media about this, that, and whatever. I'm not talking about any of those things. But organizing your life, you um, and I, each of us, have had a unique life experience, like completely unique. No one has ever or ever will have a life like yours. Now, some people in a cynical way say, well, you know, you're not that different. We're all the same. And both of those things are really true, and it depends on your perspective. So the same, we all eat and drink and sleep and breathe air and you know, there's a huge number of similarities about us as human beings. Those similarities are really important because they can be used to unite us and bind us together. We all want to love and be loved. We all want to serve and bless each other. We all have gifts and talents. We all yearn to be of value. We all want to give and receive love. We also all fear judgment and rejection. No one you know, likes that. We avoid it. Some people wildly avoid it. Some people are so afraid of it, they can't speak in public or do presentations and so forth. All of that is uh, similar. You know, there's similarities. And that would say, well, you know, we're all the same because we have those feelings. The truth is the not so, because deep in our hearts, sometimes all the time and sometimes once in a while, we all have that feeling, nobody gets me. Nobody understands, uh, you know, what I've been through, what, who I am. I hear people say a lot, yeah, they couldn't handle me. They couldn't deal with the real me. And, you know, there's no elaboration, but it's said in the context of, if I didn't tone down who I really was, I would be outlandish, outrageous, unacceptable, etc., etc., so... I can't be the real me. That, that kind of thing. Everybody says that, sometimes a lot, and some people live that way. Well, that comes from a place of, okay, we're all completely different. In fact, we're so different that no one really truly understands anyone else. Well, that's true too. So I'm not going to try to resolve the philosophical argument about our sameness or differences, but what I do know is this. There are huge similarities between all of us, but the differences are important. They are the profound uh, elements of life. The similarities are things that we share. They are powerful and necessary, but the things that really set us apart and make us valuable as individual are often the differences. Writing a book is a process to organize that. One of the things I teach is something called a developmental story spreadsheet. Now, that's a tool in the book, The Story Arc. And if you want to use this process that I'm going to describe, then you need to get that book. Uh, and you can get it on my website. But he, here's the thing. You, you create a, a spreadsheet that just talks about you, your, your significant events. Like all of us, if we think back through our lives, have big events we remember. Oh, I remember that like it was yesterday. It might be a fight we got in in grade school. It might be an award we got as a, 
a, a, a Cub Scout or a Brownie or a Boy Scout or a Girl Scout. It could be any of those things. It could be, you know, something tragic, an illness we had at a certain age or an accident or someone dying in our family. That We all have those elements and they are hallmarks. They are big turning points uh, in our lives. Sometimes they're trauma and sometimes they're just events that happen to others, but they affect us. So understanding and categorizing, examining, looking at those events is the purpose of a developmental story spreadsheet. And what I mean by that is you're, you are the way you are right now, and I'm the way I am because of all those events. And more than the events themselves because of how we interpret those events. Uh, an easy example is if someone looks at someone else and the person being looked at believes they were being belittled or looked at negatively, that entire experience is couched in that negativity and bad feeling forever, unless something changes it. If on the other hand, in the very same situation, very same two people looking at each other, the person being looked at interpreted the glance in a positive way, that very same event then makes a completely different mark on that person's life. So this is why the developmental story uh, spreadsheet is so valuable. It's an opportunity, a structured way for you to identify significant events in your life that have shaped you. So um, it, it's simple, four columns. Column one is what happened, events that you remember that were significant. Um, two is what did you think then? Like when it happened, what did you think? Were you angry? Were you frustrated? Was it negative? Was it positive? Like what did you think at that time? What was your experience uh, and why is it like such a dramatic memory for you? So that's column two. What did you think about it then? Column three is now that you have the benefit of hindsight, the benefit of maturity, the benefit of additional experience. Now, what do you think about that event? Does it, is it different? Often when events are significant in our life, the difference between how we describe an event at the time and how we look at it today is completely different. So something may have happened to me, you, you got dumped by your first girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. At the time, it's traumatic. You think you'll never recover. You're never good enough. You know, you have a big emotional outsized reaction. 20 years later, you look at that and it feels completely different. You may draw a number of lessons from it. There may be a completely different point of view. Once in a while, you might have the very same feeling about it now as you did 20 years ago or 10 years ago. But that's pretty rare. Most of the time, time and additional experience gives you a completely different awareness and perspective. So that helps the differences in perspective associated with those same events. And column four is if you are going to write a book or create a course, then column four gives you an opportunity to identify how that event would benefit, inform, help uh, those that you would write the book for, or clients if you have that sort of thing, or people that might buy your course. So four columns. What happened? What did I think then? What do I think about it now? And how would that, how would that particularly the change between two and three, columns two and three, how might that insight benefit someone who I would be writing this book for? So that's a very, very quick 
and incomplete explanation. You need to read the book if you want to get the details. But it's a the developmental story matrix is an opportunity for you to identify and look at one at a time big events that have shaped your life, that have made you who you are. The second thing I want to talk about is by doing that, <clears throat> you get a chance to get in touch with who you are. Often, if we don't do anything like this, we just go day to day and we react from who we are being. You know, we see the world a certain way and we have the feelings about the world and people and circumstances and illness or health and money and economy. We have the feelings we do, but we don't really ever stop to think how we got here, what happened to make us have this particular opinion, because there are people, and we probably know some, that are in the very same or similar situations to us that feel completely different. Some people feel very optimistic about the future, even right now, hoping at the end of the days of the pandemic. Some people are really negative and are predicting all kinds of negativity. Same situation. So <clears throat> that um, opportunity to complete something like that gives you the tool and the time for reflection to get in touch with who you are today. How did you get here? Feeling, thinking about life and so forth the way you do. The third thing that is really valuable in this process is it is you create a document. You get to document your life chronicle it by looking at those significant events and then you you see them you have them chronicled you've had a chance to think about them remember how they felt then understand how you th feel about them now you get to discover in that process how you changed if you changed what things mean differently different stuff to you today and then also if you do call them for how you might be of service to someone else facing a similar situation based on you know, the difference between your column two and three. The other thing is it, it then also breeds a habit to document your life. One of the most beneficial things we can do is to document our growth the thing, and, and our changes, the things that happen to us. Historical journals, chronicles, papers, diaries, all those kinds of things give extremely good insight and they're also really valuable for us as the writer because it creates time for us to reflect and examine who we are, how we got here and and also then from that place say, hmm, I, you know, I, there's this and this and this about myself I really, really like and there's these things I still am doing, thinking, I, I want to change those and without the rigor of going through the story, thinking about writing a book and starting to assemble this with that developmental story arc um, or the developmental story um, spreadsheet, you, you wouldn't have the this, this structure, the framework to examine how you got where you are, who you're being and how you're behaving now and the things that brought you here, and then make an intelligent, informed choice about who you want to be in the future. All of those kinds of benefits come from making a choice to write a book. Now, I am making the assumption that you're writing a book from your own experience. There's all kinds of other books, fiction and storybooks and so forth. The kind of book I'm talking about is a book. It, it's the kind of book that people say, oh, I should write a book. When they say that, they're almost always talking about something about their journey, their story, the struggles they've overcome, all that stuff is so interesting that they should write it. <clears throat> so that's the kind of book I'm talking about. 
self-help books, you might call them, or, or some other name similar to that. So that is why you might consider writing a book and how it might benefit you and also benefit others that read it later. And the documentation that you do and the analysis and thinking about your own life, past, present, and future is really valuable and a big help and touch point, as it were, in creating your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart.